crazy like it's been like it's been like a few months since we've like recorded since we dropped episodes like y'all i'm gonna be honest we uh we, we fell we, we slipped you know we just got a little behind people got busy you know things started to started to fall by the wayside but hey we back we back Slick, we back <laughs> better than ever like cafeteria said. talk the table like chance said mm-hmm. what it do man how are you what, what you been up to well um me just really been you know taking care of college mainly big thing college shot a did a short uh, mm, sorry shot a couple short films over the time span I, I think since last time an episode was dropped a couple episodes were dropped I shot a couple short films for my classes um um yeah pretty much it um been auditioning like every other anytime something gets sent to me so that's been pretty fun haven't booked anything yet yet but you know it's all about the work you know so. What is this called? It's a marathon. It's a marathon. Yeah, so yeah, it's a marathon. We getting through the marathon, which is pretty fun. I like it, man. I I've been on the same car, man. I'm on. I'm, it's summer vacation now. I didn't take no classes. I said f that. Um, I'm just kind of been chilling, dude. Um, I'm working on some art. I've got a lot of creative things I'm working on. Um, a lot of opportunities have arisen for me here. So like, I'm I'm about to really be on my media mogul stuff. But you know, more news and that that stuff to come. But y'all, like I said. We're back. We missed you, man. Like, there's so much. There's so much we've we've like haven't talked about. So much we have like haven't we've missed like not recording that we just haven't talked about on the show. Like, I think we might do an episode where we just kind of like recap the last three months, just like hot hot ticket items that we like just missed. Like, we never got to really discuss like Will Smith, Chris Rock. We ain't get discussed like a lot of sports news. Like, there's so much, but we're, we're not gonna do that this episode. Actually, no. There was an episode me and Prodigy. It wasn't we recorded, but it wasn't dropped. We did we did oh. shout out Chris Rock and uh, <laughs> yeah Will yeah. Smith. <laughs> and we shouted we shouted them out. But yeah, yeah. shout um, out shout out Will Smith. I don't Chris think Rock. I don't think it, I don't think it hit the Dropbox or I don't think it even got dropped at all so yeah. i know we recorded it but we didn't um yeah i don't think i shot i don't think i sent it through or didn't get it was hey, a sports it's, episode. it's all good but we now we're gonna be we're gonna be doing better get ready y'all but slick rob you know what to do man what, what you gotta what you gotta usher us into oh we ain't been going too long y'all know what we doing now put on it's like there's nothing nothing more nothing less y'all know what we here to do Fact. and Fact. i'm gonna put y'all on a couple things um as I've, as we started to do lately, one I'm gonna put you on. As I mentioned, I made a couple short films. I think by the last since um, we've been together, uh, I don't want a movie review or anything. In a short film I made is called uh, New Vibes. It's this short film I made for my production one class. It was my final. It wasn't like a thesis project. It was just like my last project for production one at Georgia State, and it was an eight minute short film. We literally had five to eight minutes to make a short film. 
And we had two weeks to write, shoot it, all that. And yeah, it was rough. <laughs> um, uh, I had a funny story with it, but I'm not going to share that because I don't want to get to this review. But uh, yeah, y'all should check out New Vibes. It's on my YouTube channel, Dobe Gang. That's D-O-B-E, Gang. It's on YouTube. It's It stars my buddy... Um, Michael Jackson. Yeah, his name's actually Mike. No, not you know, God, Michael Jackson's dad, but no, I have a friend in Atlanta named Michael Jackson III. It stars him as this kid named Eli. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool, um, pretty cool. It's a short film, eight minutes, like easy breeze. Pacing's pretty good. Um, I think I might like it. Your boy's in there. Of course, I had to throw myself in there, you know, had to get my credits up there. My written, let me stop. But now, nah, yeah, um, I'm, I'm towards the back latter half, like towards like the end of the movie. Uh, yeah, but it's a short new vibes. Y'all check it out. And um, the second thing I'm going to put y'all on, you know, we love putting on people out here, but person I'm going to put y'all on today, I don't think I've ever put this person. I feel like I have, but I don't think I have enough, if you know what I mean. But I'm going to put y'all on a special, special, lovely black queen out here, y'all boys. God, we got to love our black queens. I'm going to put y'all on... Like Quattro, Quattro, me and Quattro lover. But I'm gonna put y'all on Taylor Page, bruh. Oh, like, oh, shout, shout, oh. shout out to Taylor Page. Just, Maybe. I literally, that's all I have to say. Like, well, I'm gonna say more, but Taylor, like Taylor Page, just yes. Like, bro, Maybe. she, she is a monster, bro. Like, not, I'm not saying like she is so good. Like, I still, uh, like not too long ago, I rewatched um, Zola. I rewatched Zola. Greatest film of all time. Greatest film of all time. <laughs> he said greatest film of all time. And then, you know, of course, she was on my dog K-Dot's album. Um, oh, Cheap Lil' Put On. I will be doing a review of K-Dot's album on my YouTube channel um, in a couple weeks. So if you want to check that out, definitely check that out. Remember, Dope Gang. But oh, We uh, should also do one. Oh, of course. We could definitely do one. Um, but yeah, shout out to Taylor Page. She was on my dog Kendrick Lamar's um, album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And she did the song We Cry Together with Kendrick, which was so good. It was so, it told, it told a, a serious message, but it also was so funny. Like, I remember, um, I think I texted you. I think I texted you and our dog Sensei in the chat. And I was like, bro, Taylor Page has become my favorite actress right now. Side of some day after listening to that. Like, what? Like, she straight up, I, I saw she was going to be on that album. And I was like, Hold on, Taylor Page? I thought Taylor Taylor Page, the actress? Because I looked up, I'm like, Taylor Page, the singer. I didn't see nothing. I saw the actress. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. And then I listened to the song. I said, oh, my God. But y'all, like, Taylor Page, if you don't know who Taylor Page is, guys, you're missing out. Like, oh, my God. She's done so much. Like, my, as I said, my favorite movie that she's ever done is Zola. But if y'all want to see any other movie she did, Boogie. I loved her mm-hmm. in Boogie, and when she was in Chadwick Boseman's last film, film he ever shot before he died, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, definitely, definitely check her out in that. And White Boy Rick, White Boy Rick was I think one of the I think that was the first thing I ever saw her in back in 2018. Y'all check that mm-hmm. out. Like y'all can just go on our IMDb, look up Taylor Page. Just or remember with Taylor, it's a U after the O, I believe. Yeah, T A Y L O U R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you look up Taylor Page, it's going to have a U after the O. So Taylor. You after the O, Paige. Paige like, yeah. Check her out. And that's Paige, P-A-I-G-E. Check her out, yeah. bro. She slaps. She's amazing. She's phenomenal. She's getting up there. Can't yeah. wait to see what uh, she does next. We Cry Together was my favorite song on that album, period, point blank. Like, hey. it is the, but to me, it's the best song on the album. But, like, nah, it, Taylor Page is like that. Love during Zola. 
good ass put on. For me, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet, y'all boys. I ain't really got a lot for you. Um, my put on is actually kind of like crazy because like I enjoyed the first movie. This is a sequel. I enjoyed the first one a little more than I thought I would. I was like, oh, it's just a kids movie. I ain't really like. I'm just gonna watch it, shits and giggles, you know, whatever. And I actually really enjoyed it. You know, it was it was. I thought it was fine. Like I don't know too much about the source material. I just, I enjoyed the movie as is. And so they came out with the sequel this year, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That jump slap. Yeah. That boy, really, boy Sonic I, went absolutely fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, and then you had you had Knuckles uh, played by Idris Elba, which was amazing. Like, it just some great action, some funny ass moments. Uh, the, end, the the post credit scene is crazy. Like, uh, yeah, nah, it is definitely one to one to watch, one to check out. I'm excited. Uh, you know, I kind of hope, like, I kind of feel like, you know how they're making this uh, Mario movie with um, uh, Chris Pat? Yeah, man. But what if they connect? That would be crazy. What if we get a Nintendo, like, MCU? <laughs> That'd be yo, funny. Yo, yo. That was, that was slide, though. That, bro, that it would slide. be crazy. But, yeah, so, yeah, def- definitely check out Sonic 2. Um, it's available VOD. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. So, uh, let me, actually, let me look that up. You know, let me, let me, let me, let me pull my, my fly guy tie out there. I don't want to be saying nothing and not, uh, and you know, once when it could be a quick Google, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Let's see here. Sorry about that, guys. Want to make sure. I want to see if y'all can, y'all want to go stream it. Just make sure. Uh, looks like it's still in theaters. Um, I think it'll be able to be streamed like in about a couple months or by next month. If it can get streamed on HBO Max, it'll probably be next month because HBO Max, they be dropping stuff out like quickly after. After like a couple months of theaters, they just drop it on the on HBO Max, which so with Batman too. You can stream it on Paramount Plus. Uh, you can rent it on you can rent it on Amazon. You can rent it on Apple, but you can stream it on Paramount Plus if you have an account. Um, so yeah, that is the put on segment, um, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. But it's time to get into the to the nitty and the gritty. The Batman. The Batman. Are are, are you ready, Slick Rob? Oh, I've been ready. Directed by Matt Reeves, man. Let's get into it. But first, this is your official spoiler warning. If you have not seen the Batman, now's the time to stop. Now's the time to do that. Now's the time to stop. Do not continue on if you have not seen the Batman directed by Matt Reeves. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Get under your get from under your rock. Go watch this movie. But if you've seen it, this is your official spoiler warning. Let's get into it. Slick Rob, tell us about those, that movie rating system, bro. It's been a little minute, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, it's been a minute. Um, Yeah, they don't know how we rate these movies. We first, well, what we're going to talk about what we rate about. We first start off with the visuals. We go, how does that movie look, man? Is it pop? You know, does it catch your eye? You know, this involves costumes, you know, lighting, and also CGI. And then also special effects, makeup, and all that. A lot of that was CGI mainly. Story, you know, what's it about? You know, does it tell a real good, well-paced story? The structure, the tone, the tone. Hey, but the tone was dark, y'all. I don't know if y'all like dark, bro. You should watch DC movie. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, then implications. Well, you know what we left with? Do you want more? Well, for movies, since it's a movie, do you want more? Do you want spinoffs? Do you want another? Do you want a sequel? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's how we rate it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let me get into the little bit of business. Oh, my goodness, y'all. It's been a minute. You know what? I forgot to do the business, Slick. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, that's crazy. Well, 
if you happen to listen to this podcast, please. What are the what's the business, bro? I forgot the business. Oh, oh, talking about our socials. They can follow us on Instagram at you know Cafeteria Talk Official, and then Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. And wow, y'all! I, I really forgot the business. And then if you know they listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us those five star ratings and reviews. You know we can get Fact. out there. Do that. Do that. No, uh, do my that. bad, y'all. I forgot the business, but this is a different type of business. This is about the Batman. And I'm going to read y'all the synopsis. Yes, sir. The synopsis reads, As Batman ventures into Gotham City's underworld when a sadistic killer leaves behind a trail of cryptic clues, as the evidence begins to lead, lead closer to home and the scale of the perpetrator's plans become clear, we must forge. he must forge new relationships, unmask the culprit, and bring justice to the abuse of power and corruption that has long plagued the metropolis. That is Gotham City. The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves, stars Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. The Batman, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, Paul Dano as The Riddler, Colin Farrell as Penguin or Oswald Cobblepot, Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon, Andy Serkis as Alfred Pennyworth, and John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. Boom. Falcone. Slick. Dude was a monster. Slick. Yes, sir. The Batman, man, the visuals, my friend. What did you think about this movie? <laughs> I just want to say this. I saw a lot of red. <laughs> uh, first things first, I loved um, how Matt Reeves went about going, like, since this was an early iteration of Batman, and, you know, we were getting early signs of, like, how Gotham is, like, how dirty it is. Not dirty, like, how messed up, it, corrupt it could be. I loved seeing... Um, my favorite visual, I'm going to just say that my favorite visual to start off was definitely the upside down of him walking over to the Penguin's upside down car. And we mm. saw the, the burning car in the background. He's caught like walking the upside down. That was pretty cool. Like, cause bats, you know, stand upside down. But man, it was so cool. Um, just a lot of the darker tones, you know, backlighting was used so much. Like, you know, I had to study in my film class. I had to study like, you know, like, you know, like soft and hard light, so much hard lighting in this movie, like Jesus, especially on Selena Kyle. I was like, damn. I'm I like, mean, yes. I mean, I mean, hear me out. You, you know, know why? You know, she mean the business. <laughs> She's got a lot of hard light on her. Um, I loved, uh, mainly the main thing that stuck out to me was the lighting setup. Like they, they use, because it's a dark movie, so they used a lot of backlight to help tell stories of put importance of certain things. I also really did like, the wide shot they had in um when the Riddler was going to when the Riddler was gonna blow up that guy's mouth or whatever or blow him up in general at the uh at the I think it was a at the funeral. At the funeral, yeah. Yeah, Gil Colson, yeah, yeah. That was so cool to see like how they had that stuff casting down and just the beep, beep, the visual looked so cool. Like I was just oh my god, I'm like, bro, that just sound like it sounded cool, it looked cool. And I'm like, man, Matt Reeves, whoever was his grips for this movie, um, mm -hmm. them boys got a lot of money because that lighting setup was sensational. Yeah. And I loved, and then also we got to talk about the costumes. Like, first of all, who knew Robert Pattinson would rock a Batman suit like that? Like, <laughs> sensational. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was so cool. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, kind of my main things I loved about the visuals. Just the lighting and the costumes were amazing. I'm with you, man. Like the, this, um, this movie really looked just freaking amazing. It made Gotham look really cool. It just Batman suit 
Oh, I'll, I'll stick on. I'll stay on Gotham for a second. Gotham, the way it looked, it it just looked gringy, looked gritty and really dark, as Gotham should look. Like you know, tall old buildings, you know, with a little bit of Metropolis flair. Like it's just very, very like well done. It was shot in um, Liverpool, England, and I remember when they were talking about shooting there and how Matt Reeves was like, "Hey, like there, you're gonna, it's Liverpool, but like it's not gonna look." Like we've shot, we've cut different parts of it and put it together and it looks really, really cool. Yeah. And I thought that was amazing, kind of just the way that he kind of explained that at DC Fandom last year, which I thought was um, this year. Um, So I thought that was cool. I also really enjoyed uh, the costuming in this movie. Uh, Like I really liked Catwoman's suit, especially like the little like just kind of cloth rip out like mask that she had. I thought that yeah, was cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I, also, I, I don't know. I'm still not the biggest fan of Battinson suit like it's the neck the neck like um the collar i don't really like the collar if it didn't have the collar it'd be really cool and i feel like uh come next movie they'll get rid of it they'll update the suit a little bit let's a little more superhero-ish but um that was cool i also really like the riddlers look a little bit more and we'll get more into like what i think is going to go go with that as moving forward but i'm um, also really like that um and i love the color in this movie very dark lots of reds um reds oranges yellows browns blacks I really like that about it too um y'all know i'm a big stickler for cinematography when it comes to movies and this movie it has some of the best cinematography in a superhero film i think so like in a minute um you know puts me back in the mind of you know joaquin phoenix's joker a couple years ago um so really really enjoyed the cinematography in this movie and it just it makes the it makes it it takes it kind of out of that superhero like genre not like takes it out but just kind of like sets it apart within the genre it's just like oh okay like these films can be kind of art forms in that way when it comes to cinematography and i love to see movies in all the different you know places to do it the mcu starting to get into it especially with their shows um so something i'm excited to see is like incorporation of more film aspects when it comes to superhero movies they're no longer just like shoot them up bang bang blockbusters like they can be real art forms when it when they come down to it yeah, um, one a couple more things I would say about the look because we I forgot to mention this, but the how they did um, Colin Farrell's penguin like mm, that mm, look was so yes. good. Didn't even look like Colin Farrell, um, man, really good. And like speaking of like you know you mentioned cinematography and all that. One thing that was so interesting is this movie, um, like because you know a lot of people don't know if you don't know DC stands for Detective Comics. I'm not surprised a lot of people don't know that, but it really stands for Detective Comics. And this did feel like a real detective type movie, like of DC. I feel like lately a lot of DC movies have fell into that realm of not really detective edgy, edgy stuff, you know, outside of like, well, out of the DCEU, you know, like the main DCEU they like to do with the movies, like they haven't done it in a while, but you know, like how they did like, you know, Man of Steel and then like how they did, you know, like, what is it? I'm tripping how they did Justice League and all that. But this felt like really, I felt that real detective, detective side of DC, of course, because it's the Batman and he was trying to, you know, decode the Riddler stuff. It was so cool seeing that. You know, Also, and how they really did the Batcave, like the Batcave, it looked like it was, it almost looked like it could be a painting or a drawing out of a comic that was just brought to real life. And I thought that was so cool. All the, all the way that his house looked, the shots of his house, how deep it was and got yeah, like you mentioned, Gotham in general just looked so cool. And it was shot in Liverpool. But yeah, that was like man, Colin Farrell did not look like Colin Farrell. <laughs> that was so cool. No, that it, it was insane to me. Like legit they just I just watched a video where they kind of did like a 20-second snippet of him sitting in the chair getting his makeup. Yeah. And I, I still like look at him and I'm like, that's a completely different human being. Like, that's not Colin Farrell. That's insane. 
Oh, and he's going to be a big part of the HBO Max series uh, starring James Wright, um, Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon on the GCPD kind of centric show. Uh, he's going to be he's, he's going to be a big part of it. So I'm excited to see him. And he, he just was really, really like an enjoyable part of that movie. But um, moving into the story, um, I, I'll go ahead and start. Like, I just really liked how we really got to focus more on the detective that is Batman. Like, you know, it was very... People, a lot of people equate this movie to like playing through uh, Arkham, one of the Arkham games. Uh, if you haven't played the Arkham games, um, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, and then you have um, Arkham Origins, which is kind of a spinoff from WWE Montreal. Um, but those games, you know, you just you played as Batman, and Batman would go solve crimes all throughout the city. You know, fighting the Riddler, fighting some of your favorite characters. You know, Mister Freeze, Poison Ivy, the Joker being a main villain in all in all of the games. Um, so this, this, this movie kind of put me right back into that. There was even points where you remember those scenes where, um, he would talk to Gordon on top of the building on top of GCPD. He did this like three or four times during the movie. Yeah. Good three or four times during the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of felt like a checkpoint, you know, like there were scenes, there were, there were scenes in the games where you would go like talk to James Gordon, like you would go to GCPD and you would talk to James Gordon, like literally calling back all the way to like 66 Batman with Adam West. Like he would go to, he would call him on the red phone or he would go to GCPD and he would talk and then they would talk and then he would, Jim Gordon would say one thing and he looked back and Batman be gone, headed to business. And so uh, I really like that aspect of the, of the story and just like how they really honed in on the detective, like right out the gate too. Like it wasn't no, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna introduce the parents getting shot. We don't go into um, him training with Raj Al Ghul and, and the League of Shadows. We don't go through all that. Literally, it just goes right in. All right, cool, boom. The mayor gets killed uh, by the Riddler. Let's start solving this mystery. Um, I love the opening scene. Just just the sound of that duct tape, man. I remember from the trailer, just that. Whoosh, 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 and then Jeffrey yeah. Wright reading the Riddler's letter. It just was uh, so freaking good. Um, but yeah, what were your thoughts kind of just heading into the movie? Like, you know, the beginning scenes, what, what were your thoughts so far? What you were going to, what, what did you kind of expect as you were watching the movie? The well, beginning? I expected, um, I kind of expected a little bit of what I got. I thought I would, I, I, I expected to see like him actually kill, kill. I know like they didn't show completely him killing the mayor. They started him, I think, bopping him upside the head or whatever, but mm-hmm. I, I expected, you know, the mayor to be getting killed. I actually expected... Like Batman to be un, uh, the, like taking care of another like crime before he killed before like Riddler kills the mayor, but we went straight to him killing the mayor. I'm like, oh, even better. So we get more time to to people mourn, people to reactions to it instead of just you know news broadcast and all that. And the beginning scenes were dope. I really did enjoy Batman's fight in the alley. That's still man. so man. That's literally That's- one. As DJ Newell would say, he bitch slapped somebody with his fist. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, when I, he gave a haymaker for real, I was just like, bro, like, I loved it. I loved, um, and I also loved the beginning stuff with Selena Kyle, even though she didn't pop up to like about a good, I would say 20 minutes into the movie. Um, I liked her beginning stuff, you know, her mysterious aura, just how she just, just like, how she used to walk by, you know, pre-self and all, Zoe Kra- shout out to Zoe Kravitz. And, um, you know, just how they, you know, I really did love the beginning stuff. Um, you know, we were able, you know, we obviously knew who was who, like we knew who, like, like Gordon was, we knew who Alfred was. Um, and like, I just, I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed, like, it felt like, honestly, like we were watching almost like a Gotham TV show. And like, it's like, we're picking up with season two almost. Cause it's like stuff is just already happening. 
And there was really no explanation that needed to happen. It's like, you know what's happening. Mayor just got killed. Batman finna go take care of some business. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, seeing him. Right, and I feel like Batman's a character. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. And also like, well, you might be mentioning this. I just lost, also loved how we just got, we really saw the Bruce Wayne aspect not also tied mm. to Batman. We got Bruce Wayne and Batman at the same time. How them both working together because Riddler was pinpointing on how to converge the two. I thought that was so cool, but it was like we got that throughout the entire movie. His, right. Bruce Wayne's side was affecting his Batman side and Batman was affecting Bruce Wayne from the get-go. I thought that was so cool. Hey, yeah, and, and, you know, Alfred talks about how, like, you know, even though Batman is this big brooding character, you know, he he fights for the right of Gotham or whatever, but he is fight. There is a place for Bruce, for Bruce Wayne. There are some things where Bruce Wayne is going to be needed. Like, you know, everything doesn't need fists. You know, sometimes you need, like, the... the the brains, for lack of a better term, that Bruce Wayne offers. You know, there's tons of instances like in any, in all media, Batman media, where, you know, Batman doesn't cut it and Bruce Wayne has to step in, you know, and it, billionaire philanthropist, you know, kind of like Tony Stark. But yeah, uh, I thought that was really cool. But also one thing about Bruce Wayne, though, that this movie kind of tackles is that Bruce Wayne is insane. Like, I think Matt Reeves is going to take his Bruce Wayne down a very, a very different road than we've gotten from a Ben Affleck or Christian Bale or, um, you know, Val Kilmer, all those guys, mm-hmm. Michael Keaton being one. Shout out to Dog Barking in the background head. Uh, but, but no, I, I really think that they're going to play around with the fact that, hey, Batman is just as crazy as the villains he fights. He just channels it in a positive, positive by, you know, fighting criminals that are trying to destroy Gotham. But, yeah. you know, he still has he still has his trauma. You know, of course, the death of his parents that he still is battling with. You know, and I think that's going to really play through in the sequel. But we'll get to the sequel later on. Facts. What did you think about like, you know, we also one of the things we tackle not along with Bruce Wayne um, and his like his mental what about the different characters within uh, Gotham City? We got some new looks at new and some, you know, just classic versions of some characters as well. Let's let's uh, let's tackle. Let's look at uh, Catwoman, Zoe Kravitz, my baby. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of started. Um, I kind of started going into Catwoman a little bit, like her, the beginning stuff with her. But I loved how Selena Kyle had this mystery behind her for the longest. Mm. Like, yeah. if, you know, if you know a lot of Batman lore, y'all might have been able to pick up on what she was trying to do, but Zoe Kravitz played her so well. And, like, Catwoman was just mischievous and interesting. Like, we knew what she wanted to do, but it's the why behind it and why she is the way she is and how she got, how she became Catwoman and all that. It's like, you didn't, right. you, you didn't care much, but you wanted to know, bruh, what you own, bruh, because, like, you going crazy, girl. And a lot, of, a lot of people are like, bro, how in the hell is she able to get by so mad with this? Um, and also, I really did like the dynamic between her and Batman. Like, Selena Kyle let him know. She's like, baby, um, I'm not for the faint of heart. Like, you get in my way, we gonna have problems. And so you can either work with me or work against me. And you might want to do the first. Like, I loved... That's the Catwoman I know. Like, that's the Catwoman I've known from, like, some of the comics I've read and a couple of things I've watched. Like, that's the Catwoman I know and I loved it. And Zoe Kravitz, she did bring a, just a whole new take to Catwoman. I think she was more feisty as Catwoman and more, like, as I said, mischievous. And, like, she was more heartfelt, too. Like, she did have a real soft side. And I think I loved the human aspect of Catwoman. You know, she she's a lover. She's not just a... She's not just, you know, like just somebody that just goes out and fights crime. No, she's a lover. Like she, 
she puts a lot of she she puts her she puts other people before herself sometimes. And I thought that was so cool to see. And I think my favorite thing about Catwoman is like her scenes with Falcone, you know, her father, you know, who is kind of really the big, big one of the big, big bads of this movie. Shout out to my doll from Transformers. I just forgot his name. But um that played Falcone. Jesus, what was his name? His uh John John Turturro. Yeah, John Turturro, goaded. Um, I loved those scenes, the scenes she had with him and also Batman. Yeah. Catwoman was just dope. And then she stole the show with them fight moves. Like, yeah. I didn't know Zoe Kravitz can move like that. <laughs> yeah, no, she she did an amazing job. I mean, we don't have in a, in, a, in a... Well, we actually have a good amount of women that have played Catwoman. You know, Catwoman's always been a very secondary character. And she was still secondary in this movie, but, like, it was always kind of... She really played the biggest role in, in the Batman movies, from what I can remember. Um, you know, Catwoman's being, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, um, Holly Berry, if you if you want to counter, Anne Hathaway, and then now you have Zoe Kravitz. Um, and I'm really, I really, really enjoyed her. Not to mention it's Zoe Kravitz, so I already, I already was going. But Zoe Kravitz just made me like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely going. Yeah, we all was tuning um, in. Yeah, everybody tuning in for Zoe Kravitz, but she just did an amazing job. Like, like I like you mentioned the the mystery surrounding her character, especially with the twist at the end, her being Carmine's son. I mean, Carmine's daughter. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. I don't think I've ever seen that done before. Um, definitely added a cool element. Um, and she and she just plays the Selena Kyle character so well. I mean, like all the Selena Kyles that I've seen in other media. Just like that, like literally just like that. And so I hope that she, you know, gets a, it kind of seems like we won't see her again, but I feel like we will because she, she probably tested amazingly with audiences and like she did an amazing job. So I hope they bring her, bring her back as a love interest for Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I will, I will watch a spinoff. I, I hope she's a part of the show. Um, that would be cool. That would, that would be, cool. be cool. I think that would be a great way to kind of reintroduce the character and bring her back uh, in the fold. So, um, with that, you know, we mentioned characters. Let's talk about the Batman versus the Riddler, man. The Riddler. Oh, my God. I just want to say Paul Dano. Oh, my God. Like, I've only seen, like, one. I literally have only seen, like, a couple other things that Paul Dano's ever done. But, man. Please tell me you've seen That Will Be Blood. Yeah. That, that okay, thing that's, I, I, think that's, I think that's one of the first movies I ever saw with him. I've seen, like, three movies. But, man, right, the Riddler was so... There was a point where I was low key, like I like the key of a lot of good written villains. You want to, you want to, um, you know, connect with them or see their side or understand their side. And I really understood the Riddler side, right. even though there's so much to this dude's madness. The dude is crazy, but the way the Riddler went about every step, it's like him. He was literally toying with Batman almost, like just that. Okay, I know what you're gonna think here. Let me see if I can throw a curveball in there, right? Because I know how you think. And Riddler was so meticulous on not giving away the identity of Bruce Wayne or trying to figure out was he Bruce Wayne. He wanted, he just wanted Batman to not even be against him. He wanted Batman to join him, and that's the cool part about that villain. The villain just wanted him to see his side and side with him for the good. He's like, I'm just trying. I want what you want. You're just doing it differently. Well, your way's not going to help. You should listen to me. And it's it was so interesting how he did that. Right. And I was just like, bro, Riddler is low-key smart. He's really so, smart. I'm going to keep it a beam. The Riddler, to me, is probably one of the best things about this movie. Yeah, um So for, for, for one, in the last few years, the Riddler... Has been like the Riddler really for a long time, and the Joker was a, a, a was a was a pro, was a um, 
was a product of this for a long time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to that little Joker documentary I watched with DC fandom, which was actually really interesting. But you know, for a long time, the Joker and Riddler they were joke, they were they were uh, gimmick characters. Like they were they were they weren't really there wasn't really much to them. They just kind of were ah, here's this little cute gimmick. Here's my jokes. Here's my riddles. Batman punches him in the face. It's over. Like it, really no weight to those characters. But then you know, kind of in that early two thousands era. Uh, Jim Lee being one of the major uh, players in this decided to take the Joker and to make him this criminally insane like clown prince of crime that we all know and love today so the Riddler is getting a similar treatment recently I think one of the biggest um, pushes for that was in the 2000 and like oh god like 13 14 show Gotham on Fox Uh, Riddler the guy that played Riddler and I want to pull his name up because I want you guys to uh, to know who I'm talking about let me pull him up right quick um let's see it was 2014 by the way Gotham uh, started but the cast um Corey Michael Smith played an amazing Riddler in that and through and from and you start you met his character when he worked for the GCPD as a um as a medical examiner um, and so, or actually, he just worked in a lab. He wasn't even the ME because they constantly were like, "You're not the ME, Edward Enigma." So that was kind of a big yeah. part of season one. But like, he grew into the full fledged Riddler by the end of that, and he just did an amazing freaking job. Like, probably the best to play the Riddler up until Paul Dano. Um, but you, Paul Dano gets the same treatment. Like, he's criminally insane. He still does the riddles. Like, the riddle, the riddle aspect is still there, and it's really cool. But like, the way that that they grew that character up and made him generally enjoyable to watch is amazing and shout out to paul dano for making that character what it was you know there's room for the jim carrey one and i feel like we're gonna get that in the sequel uh, i feel like we're gonna get a more kitschy like more riddler-esque riddler mm-hmm. uh, in, this, in this next go around but that was amazing the way that they did that and there's a lot of comparisons i draw from this uh show to gotham because i feel gotham actually is really really high on yeah. my all-time superhero TV list because like it's really really good uh, just in the way that they tackle those characters and tackle the timelines I, always, I thought I think it's really cool you should definitely check out Gotham if you haven't seen it. you can catch it on Netflix but um, just the tug and pull and also another thing that I draw a comparison to the games was that Riddler you know he he puts himself on the same level as Batman Him he, he, sees, he sees him as equals that's why I thought it was so cool when Batman uh, visited him in prison after they caught him finally um, he he was just like, yo, I wanted you to join me. Like, it's too bad we didn't get Bruce Wayne. And I was like, mm-hmm. yo, like that's exactly like, they played Rid- like Matt Reeves wrote Riddler perfectly. Like, this is how the Riddler is is this is the Riddler. This is perfect. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it, man. But uh, speaking of villains, Carmine Falcone. I've always been into the when I've always been into when like Batman uh, media goes into the underworld of Gotham, you know, dealing with the gangs, uh, Gotham, the show was really big on this. Um, you even get, you know, a little bit of court of owls, uh, in Gotham. You don't, uh, you don't get any of that yet, but I hope they do the court of owls. The game's yeah. supposed to be doing it, but yeah, you just get, when you get to that underbelly. And so seeing Batman fight with Carmine Falcone and like just the ominous presence that Carmine Falcone has, uh, was always really cool. He's a big part of Batman year one, and this is Batman year two, technically. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed Carmine Falcon. What'd you think of Carmine Falcon? Man, John Turturro, oh my gosh, bro. I was, when I found out he was playing, like, when I found out he was playing Falcon, I was like, mm, I'm like, hold on, mm. 
Because I usually don't see him in those type of roles. So for him to do that and do it well, you know, he's, he's first of all, no surprise, he's a really good actor. You know, this is his job. He's going to do what he got to do. But Falcone, it's like how how just how Falcone went about. He Falcone really just made it. He was cool with it. Like he was one of those cool guys that's like, I'm about my I'm about my business, man. But hear me out, bro. I, I I know what you want. I know you know what you want. You know what I want. So don't get in my way. I don't get in your way. I give you what you want. You get what I want. We keep it pushing. I mean no harm. But not knowing how just dangerous he was and how throughout the entire movie he just moved so freely and calm. So you did not expect the danger. Like you said, the underground stuff he did, which was so cool. Like. I loved, like, and, like, we've already mentioned this, how Gotham, I feel like Gotham itself is a character in this movie. Like, gosh, it just, it you, like, Falcone fit that Gotham style. How right. he, he can seem one way but be another. Like, and how Gotham on the surface looks like this, but it really is like this. And that's what Riddler was trying to unmask to the world. Which, well, mainly to the city of Gotham and the world, which I thought was so cool. And Falcone being one of those guys that we need to know what he's doing with the business of. And I thought it was so cool how he just, he had this such facade of he's a protector. He's this, he's that. He's a good guy. And then, you know, turns out homeboy out here doing all this craziness, man. I thought that was so cool. And especially when he talked to Bruce Wayne in the bar, I was like, bruh. Masterclass. Also, um, they also, another character that I'm going to talk before we get into this next thing the penguin, man. I, I really, really enjoy how they tackled him. Uh, you know, he's not necessarily the big bag penguin yet. He's, you know, just kind of Os- Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's still, he's a made guy. You know, he's, he's high up there. But I just loved how by the end of the movie, like he's going to grow into that major player. He's going to take, like it, at the end, it's uh, the city's flooded. You know, things are in shambles. Somebody's got to take control of the underworld and it's going to yeah. be penguin. Definitely. And it, you know, Gotham kind of did the same thing with Penguin. They said Penguin was a lot more sniveling and a lot more annoying in Gotham. But, um, no, nah, I really like the direction they took Penguin in. Did you have anything on Penguin before we move on? Oh, yeah. Colin Farrell, um, he was one of my favorite comedic parts of the movie. Um, like, especially when he helped to code that one cypher. He's like, it's Falcon. So do none of you dumbasses know how to speak Spanish? I was like, oh my God. I said, this is so funny. But yeah, I That love, part was funny. <laughs> I do love how they're finna give him that. Because, you know, he was that little cheesy little nine and outside of Penguin. But he's finna go to, to that big bad. Considering the fact For that, sure. you know, since Falcone, you know, and, you know, Selena Cott. Was, I think it was Selena Cott that took care of Falcone. Yeah, she killed that man. Well, her and Batman. Well, the job was done. Falcone ain't no more. So, you know, Penguin finna yeah, step the, out and take... <laughs> The work is done. <laughs> the work is done, yeah. Falcone finna take care of bit bu- not Falcone, um Penguins finna take care of business. So I can't wait to see what Colin Farrell does with that. Cause um, yeah, Penguin, um, my buddy Eric, two time turner, he said he's a big fan of Penguin. So oh, like, yeah. and he was telling me because, you know, I um he watched more of Gotham than I did. So he uh-huh. was like, so he was like, bro, he was like, You understand? He's like, bro, I don't he's like, I hope Penguin got a big part in this movie. Well, I was like, I don't know, I'm like, you know, the Riddler's the main villain, so I feel like Penguin's, you know, gonna be like a side side character, whatever. And he was like, well, I can't wait to see what they do with Penguin. Penguin go big bad. They really get a big bad Penguin how they did in Gotham, you know, but even more more nasty and more gritty. And I think that's where they're going to go with um, Colin Farrell's and I'm excited because now... Yeah, fact, because I mean, I feel like if you liked Penguin in Gotham, like, you're not upset if you watched Batman because I feel like they took just all... They just took like the annoyance down like 90. <laughs> like, yeah. Because every moment you'd be like, God, dog, this dude's annoying. But like... 
though and it was like on it was like on 100 in Gotham but in in this movie it's like on 10 and yeah. you mentioned the scene where he's chasing where Batman's chasing him that was an amazing scene the bond, the un, the upside down shot chef's kiss all of that yeah, it's so good. but speaking of that you can't talk about a Batman film without talking about the action the action is one thing i noticed about it was that Batman seemed to take a lot more hits than we're used to like Batman would be getting like getting the hands put on him a couple times um, but it was still cool. Like I felt like it kind of brought, brought a real aspect to it. Um, I I wish there was kind of a more end fight where he like you know beats the shit out of Riddler. Um, but I'm sure we'll get plenty of that in another movie. You know when yeah. he, when he's fighting everybody else. But some of the action scenes are really cool. I like the scenes in the club where he was fighting. Where it was really dark. You couldn't tell what was going on. Um, that was cool. Yeah, no, there was some pretty cool fight scenes. What do you think? Oh, fight scenes were dope. I already mentioned that you know the beginning fight in the alleyway where he really whopped all them boys. I really did enjoy, like you said, the club scenes. I love when, speaking of the club scenes, I loved the in, the indescribable action, the tense moments, you know, with Selena Kyle when she was wearing those contacts, you know, and um, in the club. And, you know, she was sitting down with, you know, those guys, with the underworld guys. I thought that was so cool leading into action moments. I loved the battle her and Batman had during... um. When her and Batman were battling Falcone, it was so like, like, you know, we could tell there was tense there. There was pressure. It was so cool seeing Falcone go at it with his own daughter. Like, I was like, you like you felt you felt the tension. It was so cool. And then when Batman, yeah, like you mentioned, you didn't get enough of him, like, you know, going crazy on Penguin and whatnot. But I really did enjoy. I, I think my favorite moment was definitely towards the end, you know, where there is the big moment where Riddler's basically going crazy um you know he's got all his leaders like not his leaders his all his followers finna shoot up this place where um oh i just forgot her name she's she was running for mayor the black lady oh my god don't tell me her name oh my god oh my god jesus Jesus. what was her name i can't remember but um when they go they go lock down you know the thing at the end you know batman's got to take on all those guys and he's taking all those punches (sighs) and then come out bam you know Catwoman comes. It was so cool seeing all that. Um, bro, dude was just a Batman was a wall we like he fought boy and like I loved seeing Robert Pattinson go crazy as Batman. Like it was so. Dude showed he got the hands. This ain't that soft nigga from Twilight. <laughs> no hell no. Nah. This is this is not this is not Twilight. Robert Pattinson, y'all boys. This is this is this is real. This is real life. What you think of the ending? Oh, I think the ending. Oh. It was Bella Bella Real. That was her name. Bella Real, yeah. Bella Real. I was running for um. Yeah, that was her name. But the ending. Yeah. uh, I was bummed that you know, and a lot of us men were talking about this. I was bummed that you know, when Catwoman looked in my eyes and said, "Hey, bro, come with me," he's just like, "My city." I said, "Fuck Gotham." You already know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. F Gotham. Yeah, like first of all, y'all boys be safe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all be safe. Hey. Hey, y'all, y'all see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, y'all, y'all got that. I'm finna go this way. Hey, y'all boys be safe out here, man. <laughs> but I did like, you know, seeing him, you know, come into his own and, you know, get, I think, grow a little bit. Um, it was mainly about growing because, you know, this era of Batman, he's still so, you know, he hasn't matured a little bit. He's still so feisty, you know, and like gritty, and like angry. He's still angry, still channeling his anger. And he's found a way to, we've, we finally got a little bit of the soft spot of Batman, you know, who not to con- control his anger a little bit and help people. Because, you know, his anger can get the best of him. 
And his anger almost got the best of a lot of the stuff with the Riddler. That's how the Riddler was able to move the way he moved because Batman was going off of anger when trying to decipher the crime and not just straight smarts. So it was so cool seeing Batman get better that way. And of course, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't leave Gotham to be with Selena, but hear me out. Hey, bro. Selena, that's right. We, we, I ain't gonna lie. I seriously considered it. <laughs> oh, uh, there would be no consideration. I'll be like, where do I sign? Um, No sign. Oh, so we just leave? Okay, bet. Uh, hop on the bike. We, we chilling. We gonna be there. <laughs> Alfred's right? Alfred still in the hospital. Like, hey. <laughs> Yo, hey. Alfred. Hey, Alfred. Hey, bro. I'll send you a check. Hear I'll send out. you a check. Yeah, for real. That was, yeah. Nah, I, I enjoyed the ending. I, I I didn't like that they flooded Gotham. I just felt like that kind of, I don't know, depending on where the time jump is for the next episodes, like how does Gotham recover? Like what happens? But yeah. uh, other than that, I really enjoyed it. I liked the the multiple Riddlers. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. Um, yeah. And, and like Batman, he grew like in this. And that, that was an interesting thing too. Like the Riddler, doesn't isn't usually one of those villains that Batman fights and he changes as a person when he when he's done fighting him. You know, when you think of those those character defining villains, you think of the Joker, you think of Bane, you think of Ra's al Ghul, characters yeah, that Ra's literally Ghul, drive yeah. Batman's character forward. Riddler isn't one of those characters, but he was in this one. Like Batman learned some very valuable lessons that he'll take into his superhero career. He's only he's only in year two, like I said. So like as he's continuing on with during in his career. You know, hit this fight with Riddler is going to change some things. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that. Anything else on the movie that you wanted to mention before we get into implications? Music yeah. was crazy, by the way. Great job on the music. Yeah, I was just mentioning the score was crazy. But I want to talk about my dog, who is basically in everything superhero related. But this man, Jeffrey Wright, bro, Mr. Gordon. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Gordon was everywhere. <laughs> you know, uh, one- the score was by Michael Giacino. Giancino. Yes. I'm sorry if I butchered that name. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, like Jeffrey Gordon, um, no, Mr. I said Jeffrey Gordon. Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon was so good. Um, Andy Serkis for the little he did as Alfred was pretty cool. Um, I love the uh I love the camaraderie them two had. Um Gordon and Batman, you know, the camaraderie they had. They were, you know, Gordon was about the business and Batman, like, respected it. They respected each other and they saw how it's kind of how it always was. It was nothing really different than we've seen in the past. So I thought that was really cool. And I thought Jeffrey Wright did something really cool as, as, oh, and one more thing I do want to mention. Um, I got a shout out. We got a, well, I think we're going to talk to him later. Shout out to, you know, Apollo barking in the background. But, can we give a shout out to what's his name? Who played who who played Gil Colson? Peter Sar- oh, Sar- Sar- uh, Sarsgard. Yeah, Sarsgard. I thought that was pretty cool seeing him. Um, and man, just I man, that, that scene cool. that scene was so intense where he had the bomb in his mouth. That scene was yeah, so intense. Like, oh my god! Like he really did act his ass off in that movie. Um, in that scene, and I really thought that was dope. And gosh, it's like. I'm watching, I'm like, damn, Gotham cannot be trusted. Like, I'll move. Like, hear me out. If I lived in Gotham City, I see that. This to me to my family. Um, Fact. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. We ain't going there no more. Yeah, yeah. like, why do we still live here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, we're really- The range clown just blew up the middle school. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, well, like, why are we here, guys? Like, we're leaving. Yeah, so good. But yeah, that was Bro, pretty, yeah. Pretty, pretty much it. Yeah. Before we close it up and send you guys on your way, let's get into these implications, man. First things first, man. 
Uh, we we got a little glimpse of him in the movie talking to Riddler in his cell. I thought this was Two Face at first, but it I, I thought it was Two Face too. Yeah, yeah, but it was indeed Barry Cogan as the Joker, the Clown Prince of Crime, the Herald of Hate, the Jester of Genocide, the Joker. Cannot wait. It looks like he's fresh out of the vat of acid. And as Joker would say in the comics, wait till you get a load of me. Uh, I can't wait. What do you what are you hoping to expect? First off, well, I'm expecting Barry Cole again to actually act his ass off. I'm definitely thinking like he's gonna rival Gotham's um what oh what's his name? I'm gonna say his name. Are you talking about the dude? Oh my god. Yeah, what's uh, his name? Um Cameron Monaghan. Uh, one of the best television jokers of all time. Uh, I think he's going to rival that. I think they're very similar when it comes to to acting. I think they're it's going to be great. Um, you know, I kind of felt like the market for Joker was just kind of saturated. We've gotten Joker so many times. You got Jared Leto, you got Heath Ledger, you got Joaquin Phoenix. Like, there's just so many Jokers. But um, I feel like the Joker is a necessary character for this series for this for this Batman. To move it to really move his character like a crazy Batman versus a crazy Joker man the the, the fights and the and the the psychological warfare we're gonna see yeah. could rival the Dark Knight I'm I'm excited what do you think Yeah like everything you basically said like Barry Cogan I seen that scene um you know we didn't really see him much really see his face or anything but we heard the laugh mm-hmm. and like we could just tell what he's on like we uh, wait to get a load of him he. You think if Riddler was menacing and Riddler has some? Oh, oh, oh! Joker ain't nothing to play with. He's like, oh, oh, he's like, oh, that's cute. Joke, but um, yeah. but um, hey yo, um, I got something Fact. for that. Like, like, and you up? you kind of mentioned it. Uh, I'm glad they didn't put the full scene in the movie. It didn't. It, the movie yeah. did not need it. I'm yeah. glad they put it as a deleted scene. It did. The movie did not need the Joker, the full Joker scene. Uh, but it was cool to, to see, and I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I'm just wondering what kind of Joker we're gonna get. We're gonna yeah. get like a really criminally insane Joker, like from the Jim Lee comics, where he just bro bro just blow up a high school just cause. Or are we gonna get like a anarchist Joker, like Heath Ledger? Or like what kind of like what kind of Joker are we gonna get? I'm excited to see where Barry Cogan and Matt Reeves decide to take. Yeah, because Barry Cogan, he's he's um for the stuff I've seen him in, he's pretty good, and I would love to see how he can tackle the Joker, like. Because the Joker, like you said, is like he—he's not—he's you know—he's a necessary character for this type of Batman, and if he's going like criminally insane, like a crazy Joker and a crazy Batman, wow, it's going to be so tense, heavy. Like it's like any any scene they're in together, stakes are going to be high. So Fact. I cannot wait to see what they do with that. Fact. I, I kind of want a Joker to see. Like I want him to. I really want him to kind of murk a lot of people. Oh, you ain't the only one. Like really show, really show me like how bad shit the Joker actually is. Like, I feel like people are kind of, like, play it safe a little bit almost, especially, like, live action. But, like, I want to see, like, I want Joker to come out of that movie. I want to come out of that movie and say, like, Joker is the, like, craziest villain I've ever seen on on film, period. Facts. Like, that. that's that's what I want. Um, there's already been a sequel confirmed, of course, going to be starring Robert Pattinson, you know, alongside Barry Cogan's uh, Joker. Paul Dano is going to return. The uh, Colin Farrell as the Penguin's going to return. Jeffrey Wright as uh, Gordon's going to return. So lots of things. You know, I, I'm excited. I can't wait to see this movie. Um, that That's really it for me on implications. Anything else you got? Um, Hope you see Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see Zoe Kravitz again. She stole the show. I cannot wait to see the sequel with Barry Cogan as Joker. And then, you know, Paul Dano returning. You know, Jeffrey, my boy Jeffrey Wright coming back. Yeah. I, would, I do want to say one thing. I hope I know there was some pushback with um Colin Farrell's thing, 
um, with Penguin, but I hope um, we can get that going back again because I think they had a really good plan because they were going to really experiment with the Court of Owls, I think, in that series. Mm, yep. So I hope they're able to fix... Well, it, it's like not got pushed back, but, you know, they had some creative... I think there were some creative differences or something somewhere, so they're they're still working with that, so I can't wait to see what they do with him. And... Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited with what DC, we're in the implications, implications, not with just Batman, but DC in general. You know, DC is, it's like DC still, still in an experimental stage because, you know, stuff has happened, but it's not like it's affecting the product, you know, because right. the Batman was really well, Joker was real well, in, like with Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's getting a second movie, isn't he? Yes, they are getting a sequel as well. So, you know, they're dropping all these gems, even though they've been having creative differences and problems. Mainly with actors, <laughs> cough, cough, Ezra, um, was it Miller? Miller, yeah. So, yeah, um, but he got arrested. <laughs> so hopefully, um, I think DC, with all the issues they've been having going on with stuff, they've still been able to pull out gems. So this just shows the, the not even the potential, but the the art and the work that they put into this stuff. Right. It's not like just like a they're lot not of relying on a bunch of. They're not, they're not relying on putting out a bunch of okay stuff and then just throwing a fat surprise. <laughs> Marvel. I mean, um, Marvel. um yeah, he said Marvel. That's what <laughs> hey man, yeah, I call it like I see it. But no, nah, you're right. Yeah, DC, I, DC's on a trajectory right now that I'm really excited about. You know, you know, y'all know how I feel about DC. Come on now. Yeah, DC's DC's always been good. You know, they just um that the Justice League just and it wasn't like Justice League was bad. It's just like there was just a lot of issues, a lot like, going on. There's a lot going on, but DC. It's not like that's defining them. And I like that they're... I'm just glad we're getting good superhero stories. And fact, DC has done pretty good with some good superhero stories. If you're uh, a superhero fan, man, what a time to, to be alive. Be alive. <laughs> dog. Um, I mean, just content on top of content on top of content. And then like, I dog. think later this year, we're going to have your, your boys back. You know, Shazam is coming back. So. I actually, they pushed him back to 2023. No, I don't know. They, Shazam, pushed, they pushed Aquaman Black. back. Aquaman got pushed back, and I think Black Adam got pushed back as well, right? Black Adam's not still coming out in July. Black Adam, oh my God, when does Black Adam come out? I'm tripping. Black Adam, or I might be tripping. Oh no, Black Adam. It still says Black Adam 2022. They pushed Black Adam to October. Okay. Yeah, they pushed Black Adam to October. Shazam. And so Shazam. Shazam. I thought got pushed back. I think Shazam's December, November. December 16th. And then, so that means Flash got pushed to 2023. I do remember that. Flash got pushed back. Aquaman got pushed back. And then we're getting Shazam and Black Adam this year. Yeah, and we're getting a couple other things, guys, in regards to DC. You know, we're getting, yeah, Aquaman will be the 17th of March of next year. The Flash is June. Blue Be- I forgot about that Blue Beetle thing they got working on. Blue Beetle is going to be, um, when is Blue Beetle? Jesus, I lost it. Batman, uh, not Batman. Batgirl is, uh, I think Batgirl's wrapped. Um, Batgirl's wrapped filming, starring the beautiful Leslie Grace. Yes, that's um, gonna be dope. Blue Beetle will be August twenty twenty three, so that's cool. They got like fire. they got some good stuff dropping, like and it's gonna be fun. They like, just they just dropped Sandman. Uh, they just dropped the trailer for Sandman, that Netflix series starring. Uh, fuck, I just saw her name. Um, I don't remember her name, but she's playing Lucifer. I probably won't check. I probably won't watch it, but I might see. I might check it out. See if I got some time. But yeah. um, let's rate this bad boy out of ten, man. What are you, what are you giving the Batman out of ten? Oh, the Batman! I gave it a nine out of ten. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. 
Yeah, I'm gonna sit at you. I'm gonna sit with you at a nine, nine out of ten, man. So the Batman's directed by Rap Memes receives a nine out of ten. Uh, table score, uh, just amazing movie. Great job, DC. Great, great way to put your foot forward. Um, I'm excited. But let's get up on out of here. You can follow me on Instagram at Quattro IB with the paper between the C and the U. You catch me on Twitter at underscore Quattro IB. Um, yeah, I mean, really no news for me. Uh, not a lot going on right now. I'll definitely keep you all posted. Slick Rod, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram. Slick, without the C, 2Ks, underscore Rob, 2Bs, underscore on Instagram. Robbie W116 on Twitter. And remember to check out my YouTube Dobe gang, D-O-B-E, gang, stands for Definition of Black Excellence, boy. Yeah, um, man. Definitely check that out. Um, for me, I've got a couple things. I'm working on a couple things. Um... I'm going to start filming again here soon. So I'm going to keep y'all posted with that. That'll be on my YouTube. And yeah, y'all boys stay lit, bro. Glad glad to be back with y'all. Glad to hear y'all hearing our voices, man. Can't wait to also talk to y'all again, honestly. Fact. Yeah, I honestly can't wait to get back on the cast on a regular basis with y'all and really because it was always cool to talk to y'all update each other. Like it was just it was also French just hanging out, but we just happened to be recording it. So like love yeah, that. Facts. Um. So yeah. Love y'all, boys. Do something great for somebody. Hey, be great. Uh, when you wake up every morning, I want you to look at the ceiling and say, today I'm choosing greatness. Pray and then say, I'm choosing greatness today. And sometimes you won't be great. Sometimes, you know, shit won't be great. But you know what you got to do the next day? Wake up, choose greatness again. Love y'all. Do something for somebody. Capital Talk, we are out. Capital Talk.